One, two, ten. You're listening to the Claim the Throne Bloodcast, coming on you with insights into what it's really like to be in a do-it-yourself metal band in 2015. Who is it? You're listening to the Claim the Throne Bloodcast, starring Cabra and Ash. I am your host, Ash. And I am your other host, Cabra FM, and we're coming straight to you from Come FM, and it's good to be here again. What's news, Ash? Not much. This is pretty impromptu. I can't believe we're doing this. Oh, you just told me you were getting guitar lessons. What's that about? I uh, just started getting some guitar lessons, eh? Yeah, you need it. I do. Oh, we all do. I do. I haven't had guitar lessons in many aeons, which would explain a lot. Well, I've never had them except once when I did have them and they were just really shit. So, so how do you find a guitar teacher in this day and age? Do you really want to know? I wouldn't have asked if I didn't. Went on the Whopper website. Really? Just Yeah, just looked really through the faculty. For the best. Well, I just saw all these dudes. I originally looked on Gumtree and I Google searched like guitar teachers Perth or whatever. And all of the guys were like second year Whopper students or had just finished. And I thought having been a guitar teacher myself for the past two years, I could probably do without these sort of budget ass guys who are just doing it for the first time. So I thought... Yeah, I'll I'll look at the look at the faculty list, find someone who seems pretty cool, email them and say, do you, or do you offer lessons, or does someone you know, an ex student or something, can you recommend them for lessons? And then this particular guy said he he did them, and there you go. Every two or three weeks, so just sort of meet up with him for forty five minutes or so, and that's it. Sick. And Whopper is the West Australian Academy of Performing Arts, something like that? Yeah, something. who cares? Um, some sort of West Australian music organisation at a university of some sort. But um, do you have to go to the school to get the Yeah, lessons? which is just around the corner from my house. Do you take a acoustic or a electric? Well, actually, I took my Mark Hawkins guitar oh, the first right. time, a multi-scale seven-string, and mm. said, teach me guitar. And do they have a Mark Hawkins multi-scale to play along with you? No, it was funny though. He's like, what What is this thing? <laughs> um, so that was cool. Um, so what do you learn? Like basic stuff or are you considered advanced? No, nah, well, it's like when I took drum lessons a few years ago. I rocked up to this guy and, you know, I've been playing, I've been touring in a band for years, recording and everything. Um, and I just said, you know, what do you want to do with me? And he said, I will just go from the start. Mm. But I advanced through everything he sort of does in his system quickly. And then we sort of got up to where sort of I was up to, except with all of the theory and the, um, I yeah, I guess just the theory caught up to my practical mm-hmm. skills for the most part. And that's sort of what's happened with the guitar. Cause yeah, I've been actually been playing guitar longer than I've been playing drums but always by ear, self-taught, and yeah. So he's doing the same thing, and I'm just ripping through it for these early stages. And also, it's just a different approach. Like, the only reason I'm getting guitar lessons is not because I think I need them or I really want to push my guitar playing or something. It's more that I've got a bit of time, wouldn't mind sort of playing a a bit more stuff. Mm. But there's so much information out there. We always talk about how cool YouTube is and everything for lessons. But if you don't, you know, what do you focus on? How long do you focus on it for? Mm. It, there's all too much information. 
So, so are you getting like scales or exercises or drills or learning actual songs or what's the go? I'm getting the first thing I started with. I've only had a few. The first thing I had was um, just a scale, just the major scale and it basically across the entire fretboard and then linking up different patterns of the major scale. So I've pretty much sat on the major scale for a few weeks and mm-hmm. yeah, just... And so will he watch you play and and like pick out where you could improve? Like maybe he'll say, you know, your alternate picking needs work or your whatever needs work. If my alternate picking wasn't so rock solid, probably. <laughs> but no, he, yeah, it's just as you would imagine. Like, so he'd say, you know, play this for me and then I'd play it. And then he'd go, oh, you know, that's good. What about the next one? Oh, that one maybe needs a bit more work, perhaps let's say play along to a click track with that one mm-hmm. at about this BPM until you, you know, get a bit more proficient and then and then play it at the same level as the other one, you know. That's the idea anyway. Yeah. And is he playing as well? Uh, he does play. And to be honest, we seriously probably talk more mm. than I play. Yeah. And danger with lessons sometimes or yeah, it could but be a good thing as long it as it's productive. A, you know, yeah, it's a good thing because I'm asking him all this stuff that, you know, when you talk about key signatures and modes and all of these sort of things um, and even techniques and stuff, stuff that's been floating around in my head for years that I've finally been able to just basically barrage someone with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a bit like, because I can go home and I can just do whatever I do, what I would normally do for for hours um, so why would I just sit there playing mm-hmm. to him? And sometimes he'll play stuff to me and show me how you can utilize these things. And that's all it's about really is getting some of these concepts that I know about and then just applying them to guitar. Mm, cool. Are you rocking a jazz three? Oh, look What's at up, you, babe. Good to see hey. you, mate. How are you? Check out me high oh. vis, bro. Oh, fucking hell. Sick, man. If you haven't noticed, we've what? just been invaded by some high vis asshole. Straight <laughs> mid podge, yeah. Hello, amazing. Uh, yeah, we're down at the uh, Rivervale Tavern. Did you just and, teleport uh, just straight from off. the tav? Yeah, you're looking good, yeah, man. Where all the high vis dudes? Did you throw a few out? back? Oh man, that's what I need right now. Really? The beer. Yeah, have this. Run and get one. Yeah, I probably will. I. Yeah. yeah, just just do it, man. We'll introduce you. Okay. Which way there, eh? So basically, um, that's our mate, our good old fashioned mate, Owen Tommy Thomas. And yeah, yeah, better known for his performances in Mochief and Tommy the Farmer and Point Breakdown, but he's also um, recently been on tour with a band called Claim the Throne. They were doing a ten-year anniversary yeah, tour I over uh, over east, and he filled in on the old guitars. And um, we're just gonna grab him to to tear us a new one when we have shit comments. Basically, we're not interviewing him; he's not that interesting. Am I just so. adding color? Yeah, mate, just drink. We'll watch you and. Um, and join in where you where you want. We we're just chatting about um, Largy getting shredding at guitar lately. He's getting a few yeah, lessons. How's that, Did eh? you ever get guitar lessons as a child, as a boy? Did I? Yeah. Or yeah. Did you well, I did get. Yeah, originally I got some guitar lessons when I was in high school and shit, learning Pennywise riffs. Did you learn but, theory? Um, yeah, boy. But um, theory yeah, or just la- like later on? Songs, oh no, it was Lincoln just Park. rubbish. It was just you know pretty rough sort of theory and just basically if you wanted any if you wanted to learn any songs like you'd take you know take a list of songs of this guy and he'd like pretty much show you how to play him like it was pretty mm. 
Yeah, he'd go. He's sort of lame. I'll meet up with you next week, mate. And uh, he'd go home and furiously try and work him out yeah. and be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. So oh, you yeah. want to learn a solo to one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but now yeah, YouTube, I guess, like, is that. But oh, so you want to learn, you want to learn like... Uh, bro him, living end. main riff. The, yeah. <laughs> Something by The Living End. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't quite worked the solo out yet, but yeah, I'm pretty much Chris Cheney. But yeah, um, yeah, I forget where I was going with that. But yeah, later on, I think, uh, yeah, got a few lessons from Ben Shot. If Ben, if you're listening, Ben Shot, oh, yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was a bit of theory involved there, so that was pretty cool. Just shed a bit of light on a few things, but yeah, pretty fucking slack I am. But How do you uh, keep your chops up these days? A bit of stuff. Like, do you um uh, sort of warm up, or do you like? like just learn band solos that already exist or do you actually have like lessons that you look up on YouTube or anything? I haven't really, no, I haven't really learned anything for a long time. Occasionally I might, if I do hear something that tickles my fancy, I might try to learn it, but. You pop yeah. out some major squeals sometimes, one of probably your highlights. Where did you learn to do that <laughs> so good? Where did I learn to do that? Probably playing with one Maddo chord Herbert. Oh, yeah. Big on the squeals. I don't know. Squeals are, squeals are pretty cool. They were cool, maybe. Zach Wild. Yeah, stop saying cool. Zach Wild. Yeah. No, nah, I was never really a Zach Wild fan or anything. I don't know yeah, where that no, came from. He's gay as shit. He's a funny fuck though. Did you hear him on <laughs> he does, uh, the latest uh, music business facts podcast with Rodney Holder? No. Wait, was it Zach oh, Wild? Oh really? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Um yeah, he was he sounded drunk actually, but he was funny and given some some good advice. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, so he large. just does heaps of squeals. But yeah, sorry, mate. So how the so the lessons are going good then? Yeah, I was just saying to Cabba that it's it's as you'd expect. Rock up there, play some shit that he gave me the week before. He'd comment and say maybe do this or that. But what I was just saying before you called was that it's not so much about sitting there and playing and then him telling me, um, you know, you need to play better because we all know that the reason I'm getting lessons is to be better, right? Mm. So then all that shit can be done at home. And so I'm actually more chatting to him about stuff and mm. asking ideas and things that I'm unsure about during the previous couple of weeks we just have a yarn about. And because I'm a yeah. nerd as well, I talk about the Roland Cube 60-watt uh, amp that he's playing through and his Ibanez art star from the 80s and um, <laughs> his PV-112 Bandit and Fender G12. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's, just, everyone had a PV Bandit, surely. Of course, but they're pretty sweet, man. Anyway, Tran- trans-tube technology. Trans-tube technology. <laughs> this has got a tube, right? Are you practicing every day in the um, lead up to the lesson? Okay, that's a funny question. I know. Hey, what's so funny about that? Oh, well, the funny thing uh, is yeah. that I don't actually practice uh, and I'm still really good. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, let's say I'm, I've got a movie on at home or we put on um, an episode of my favorite TV show, Gossip Girl or whatever. Mm. I'll just sit there. <laughs> And I'll just do patterns uh, that I've been told to do, and I won't even I won't even pick them. I'll just sit there and I'll just play shapes on the fretboard, so it's like not disturbing anyone or whatever. And I'm just watching TV or something, or you know, I'll be getting ready for work in the morning, and I'll just pick up the guitar and sit on the chair and maybe just have a bit of a rip for five minutes and go to work. You know, just here and there. Like I'm not really doing. I'm not really doing much. Mate, but you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to get started to be great. Yep. That's <laughs> what I was me thinking I of. Um, no, but, uh, you a, know, last week we were chat, fucking on about um, procrastinating and I was yeah, trying to think yeah. of a quote 
about that. Oh, okay. That was the one. But yeah, I guess that's the great thing is that I'm the opposite of procrastinating here because if if I'm walking past it and I know I've got five minutes, I'll sit down and I'll just play. Mm. I won't bother plugging it into a bloody amp or anything like that. I'll literally just mm. do it and I'll just have a little bit of a little bit of a fuck around and play the shapes and that's it and I'll move on. Mm. Whereas I can't really yeah, do that for like, drums. Even if you have like, like I've got an acoustic guitar just sitting over there and yeah, occasionally, like you say, you just roll past and just having it there. Like, I mean, it's a, it's the old court, you know what I mean? The old Earth 100 or whatever it was. Yeah. And um, like it doesn't have a case or anything. It's pretty beat up and stuff, but yeah, you just grab it and just have a little bit of a, bit of a tinkle you know what i mean like anytime you can and i reckon i've definitely been playing guitar a lot more recently like because sometimes it find like yeah, it's very hard to find time between work and all that sort of shit when you're a full-time fucking farmer but um <laughs> farmer yeah, and father just, i think having it just visually around there because usually like i have all, all my guitars like they're in cases and shit in my cupboard or whatever you know what i mean but so so when i go do serious shit you like drag it out and Seems like much more of a task, but if you just have a guitar just laying around that you can just pick up and have a bit of a shredly ed, like I'm not really sure, but what you what your setup is large because your guitar's pretty Same thing. good, so you probably no, don't I've want got, to just leave it laying around. I've got the you've uh, got the old Cabas Ibanez seven string oh, yeah, RG, yeah, the yeah, pink yeah. the pink salmon bad boy. Yeah, yeah. just sitting oh, around. Cool. Mm. Yeah. I recently chucked the old classical out in the lounge room on a little guitar stand, and it's uh, yeah, I okay. attest to the. The idea, just pick it up every now and yeah. again. Learn because uh, you know if you come up with a heavy riff, anything else that might come. If you come up with a he- oh, sorry, man, <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> sorry, sorry, just cutting you off. I'm just taking this is the Tommy the Farmer podcast now, so just shut the fuck up. Oh, right, for is a that how it rolls on the the, fu- <laughs> the Tommy the Fee? No, no, I got nothing. But um, yeah, I forget it. Yeah, like just recently, I've been doing a bit of just finger picking stuff, and and yeah, like I know that, like I was about to say. You know you've got a heavy riff if it sounds heavy on acoustic. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So J- so Jamie Jaster reckons. Oh, God. Well, sometimes if you practice on acoustic, it's obviously a bit harder with the string tension and whatnot. You might come up with some sick riff on your acoustic and then you bust out the electric and you just hammer it out so easily. Mm. Mm. Which is... Uh, yeah. Which and, is and, uh, yeah. The contrast uh, yeah. for me is drums. They're such a pain in the fucking ass yeah. and... Six in the morning when I'm getting ready for work, if I picked up even just a pair of sticks and a practice pad, it would probably shit someone off. Whereas if I pick up a guitar and just have a bit of a rip, then it's mm. all good, you know? And I actually find, it sounds so dumb because it's not practicing, but I'm getting better at drums, practicing once a week with the band, rehearsing, and just thinking throughout the week about ideas. That sounds probably sounds pretty stupid, but I'm just thinking about ideas to do and then I try and pull them off in jam. But Well, man. Yeah, I'm not actually doing any practice during the week and I just it's just so shit for drummers to to practice, man. You've you got to find time when you're not shitting everyone off, basically. Yeah, thinking about stuff, like that's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sounds hell cliche, but and but yeah, you'd be surprised with like the amount of professionals that actually you know, employ that sort of in their sort of regime and stuff, just thinking about like surfers, like thinking about manoeuvres or thinking about anything, mm-hmm. playing it over and over in your head. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it's not, obviously not as good as physically practising or physically going and doing it, but 
I mean, it's just better than not doing, not thinking about anything. Isn't I reckon it, really? that's a good point. I mean, I wouldn't know because I can't play drums at all. But I mean, even if you're listening to cranking up a CD in the car as you're driving, can you sort of practice your hand movements on the steering wheel and that sort mm. of shit? Again, that sounds real dumb, but <laughs> I've worked out more drum parts sitting at a desk or mostly at a work desk or in a car than I have at a kit. You know, like I look at someone like Jim who learns to can't play drums, can gravity blast <laughs> from having a drumstick in the car and listening to slam and shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's true, man. Yeah. Like, like this this job I'm working, there's a bit of uh, like computer processing time, and it literally it'll be like this is going to take one hour. So then I'm sitting at my desk and I have like a a riff in my head or something like that, and I'll just muck around just with me old two fingers on the. Like that kind of stuff. Just muck around. Mm. And it works. Mm. It actually works. I like it. You were that annoying kid oh, at yeah. school. Just oh, tapping yeah. on the fucking desk. <laughs> yeah. Dude, at every, every job I've ever twirling had. twirling pencils. Uh, every yeah. job I've ever had, everyone's like, can you shut the absolute fuck up? <laughs> Gravity blasting yeah, in- HB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. It's, two, two B? It's a good way to do it. And even when I did the red sending... Um, fill in or member of the band or whatever there was that one part that was like i don't do that syncopated bass drum shit i'm i'm either just like straight up or i'm single kick but but it required a bit and i yeah i was just sitting at my desk at work just doing like foot patterns under the table on the floor and it helped out a shitload why is that though why why don't you you just don't you don't like that style of drumming anyway, do you? No, not at all. And I was never into <laughs> any of that um, that sort of music that had it. So when when the hell metalcore breakdown hardcore thing happened, that was the one thing that I just couldn't bear out of it. And all of these guys actually got probably pretty good and pretty coordinated just by doing following those rhythms, you know. Dun-dun. And I'm also not into my sugar much either. And that's mm. another band that does it a fair bit. So, yeah, I just never yeah. did it. If if I needed double kicks, it was flat out. And if I, um, and everything else, I just always tried to do on a single kick. Because remember, I never had a double kick for years. Mm. It's funny because I, whenever I sent you demos or whatever, and I'd have like syncopated drums here and there, and like, and then you'd you'd send them back. <laughs> and they're just like flat out and i'm like oh okay yeah but i mean either way like yeah. i don't really give a fuck because it sounds cool anyway but but yeah it's just funny because i'm like oh and, and then it, it, gradually i'm like yeah he must fucking hate doing that shit well it's not even that look i hate it but i do i do what i can for what i need to do if you know what i mean um but i simply can't do it because i have never sat there and just worked out that kind of thing. Like I would try and pull that off on a single kick before I'd try it on a double. Is that weird? Mm. That's why I've got Did a you, quick single foot. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have to do it much? Was it, There was a bit of that going on in the D chord, hey? Yeah, and I fucking hated every moment of it. <laughs> I did. I hate that style of drumming, man. Fair enough. So you don't like it. You yeah. don't like it. Yeah, just the da 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 I'd rather go da 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 you know, if that makes sense to listeners out there in Australia. What if it doesn't? Would you suggest they get lessons? I should sit down, get off my ass, and just learn how to do that. 
or get my foot quick enough that I can pull that off with one foot. So, and that that was the thing that really stopped me from doing it in the first place is that because I, you know, I grew up playing um, like funk and and playing along to music that might not necessarily be rock or heavy metal. I always played a single kick and I always just played all these complicated rhythms with one foot. So then trying to split that over two feet just did my head in and I thought, fuck it, I'm almost there. If I really need to do it, I'll just I'll just figure it out. Is it bad to learn double kick before you can learn single kick? <laughs> Dunno. I, I couldn't tell you because I didn't do it that way. Yeah. yeah. I know the guy uh, from this yeah. is this is definitely left of centre, but their compilation. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. I was ah. about to say that. Old mate. Um, uh, sick too. <laughs> I think so. Squared, Kent. His name's mate. Mike Rennigan or something. The guy from Disturbed. Hennigans. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. yeah. Um, he, he was in a modern drummer magazine years and years ago and he said, because they're like, oh, you play so much double kick and in my brain I went Disturbed has double kick. And he said, yeah, I play all of my parts. The What's a Disturbed song? I'd play all that on one foot, whereas he would, from the get-go, play all of that with doubles. So it's really slow double kicking, but... Basically a real poor cunt. Basically. But he said, he goes, I just was too lazy to get better at single kick. Oh, you're breathing now. Yeah. Anyway. The... the um. They, they, when they, we get contract shearers in, right? And <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and they pump the disturbed day. They're like, really? yeah, bro. It's, I love, oh man, I love metal too, eh? How do the sheep yeah, react yeah. to disturbed that? Disturbed day. <laughs> do the sheep like, die oh, quicker? If that's like. Uh, I, I don't think they really care. They just have, they have like this big, this big ass stereo and they just like blast music out mm. of it. And like they have, because there's a lot of Maoris, they have like a fair bit of, fair dose of rap and stuff. But occasionally, yeah, they'll have like a bit of heavy stuff, apron, <laughs> but a fucking disturbed D. Eight foot sativa. <laughs> that was an Irish accent, so. <laughs> Eight foot sativa, bro. Oh, suck. Squared? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of farms, though, <laughs> man, you, you know, I know you didn't cum on the show to talk about it, but you did just do your Tommy the Farmer EP. Uh, recently, and that's a bit of a step in a in a not point breakdown direction. So what's what's the deal? Kind of sounds well, like point breakdown, the, but without yeah, it any bit, point break it's the same It's the same dude. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I just, did you use the same a, producer this time around, Jabe? Oh drama. yeah, mate. Uh, Tommy Tom bags at the old <laughs> studio, titty titty boys. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. It just had a bunch of songs that. I just laying around and stuff and thought I'd put it together and got old mate large to do the drums for it. And Are you going to uh, put all your projects together in one uh, central place for someone to well, find out Well, that's actually, yeah, what I'm kind of doing, trying to do. It's pretty hard, but so you, yeah, got at the so moment. Many going, well, how many are going on at the moment? Just, uh, well, how many, you've got a variety of EPs. Are they all Point Breakdown and now one Tommy the Farmer or what else do you yeah, have? Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. And then... So, yeah, I'm just going to kind of centralise it on a YouTube channel at the moment and that's mm. going to be Tommy the Farmer and then all the Point Breakdown stuff's on there as well. So mm. then from there, I'll have links to the band camps and stuff like that just to, you know, distribute it through Bandcamp. I don't know. I don't really know how to do the whole iTunes thing. I haven't really looked into it. I know you've 
gotta get IRC. What is it? I. IRC. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Codes and all that sort of shit. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I really can do that for you. Fast. That's sick. Thanks, mate. Mm. But, you could um, get on to um get some royalties. F- play a set every day at the Bremen Bay Farm, and play <laughs> every pub. song in the set list. And, um, and just hit them up for royalties. Yeah, what every stops EP. people doing that? Well, if nothing. I'm just like I played an acoustic set at the Bremen Pub every week. Yeah, <laughs> you play every song of every EP that you've ever written. You could be a rich farmer. It's, pre- it's pretty funny because I got that royalty check like a while back and because it accumulated for quite a while. Cube. It was 14 cents instead of It 12. was. <laughs> no, I think it was like sort of like 40 bucks. Man, 40 really? bucks. Uh, just amazing. off point breakdown Dude, that's, stuff. That's large. I'm sure it was something, something like well, that. That would have been a bunch of Discord in there as well for sure. Oh, yeah, probably. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Reaping the benefits. But yeah, so that's, that's the whole idea is have it on that YouTube channel. I've got a bunch of stuff. I'm going to try to be a bit more prolific. Like maybe just do just do it on a song-based sort of thing, you know, like just crank out a song and then, you know, put it up for download or whatever, you know. As a different um, my, artist or like will you have a variety nah, of the same. Names? Like are you going to be the yeah. Bremer Devon Townsend? <laughs> no, mainly through just those two names and like, so I don't think there'll ever be like a, like I'm not going to like wait like another year to collect or record and fuck around with like, an EP collection of songs for either of those things. I'm just going to do stream of of uh, inspiration as it comes to me. You know what I mean. Mm. So if I just have a good good run and I just do a heap of songs, then I'll put them put them up. You know, I don't know every month or every couple of weeks or whatever. But yeah, just basically because for a while there, I was sort of you know trying to you know utilize large, and it's pretty hard because all mate's pretty busy and all that sort of stuff. So just going to program some shitty drums, and I mean. Mainly for my, you know, my own enjoyment, and it will get me playing a lot more. You know what I mean? Because mm. if it's, if I'm constantly like churning out songs or just riffing all the time, then I'm like, you know, playing a lot more guitar. Whereas Lots of recording practice be, too. Yeah, that that too. Because sometimes it'd come around to like doing an EP, and I'd be like, oh, how do I do this again? And like, oh fuck, I couldn't even remember what I did last time, and all that sort of shit. So now it's just sort of like everything's my gear's already set up, <laughs> everything's already set up <laughs> and ready to go. So I can just fucking plug in and just, you know, just rip into it. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, I've got... That's a cool idea, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Why not? I mean, and like I say, it's more for my own enjoyment more than anything. It's not like I'm like, uh, bro, I'm going to get fucking huge off YouTube for this, eh? Like, brass, it's going to be sick. And like, yeah, I mean, you know, I've showed you some songs that I'm sort of doing at the moment and they're more made for the enjoyment of my mates. Or myself, really. So, so you're not fussed about people finding out about you, or other people? Oh, of course, that'd be awesome. That'd that'd be a great little, little, you know, thing. (laughs) But um, yeah. I mean, who really, who really cares? It's all about the enjoyment of it, right? I mean, Mm. I know you guys are definitely at a different level, and you're looking at, you know, doing shit and stepping it up and like getting signed by big (laughs) cock records or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Brown Bay Farm Records. um, from Bay Farm Records. But man, yeah. like you and I have had a few chats recently and it's so true that, you know, why would why would you sit on a bun- whole bunch of songs for ages to like drop oh, a when release? You're a dude, to, you, you yeah, know. when you're a dude like me or yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's not yeah. like, um, 
it's not like you're going to be booking a CD launch and hell publicity oh, yeah. and promoing it or something like that. Like, mm. and and you totally could do that, of course. But like, let's say you start writing a song in March, and then it's by next March that you're releasing that song because you've got to wait for another bunch of songs. In that time, your songwriting probably gets better. Your recording chops get better. Um, mm. Maybe your style changes a little bit and. You know, if you sit on a song for too long, you end up hating it. So it's pretty cool just to throw it out there. And mm. then also, if anything you're doing production wise on the first song improves over time, you don't have to either A, re record that song and maybe you lose all the vibe you originally had, or um, or you use that thing and it doesn't sound as good because <laughs> you could have just got it out there and then just gone, oh, that was the drums in that sounded a little bit too fucking clicky or something. So then on the next track you do, you can make them better. And uh, the guitar tone interest you have changes. And yeah, it's it's more immediate and it's more reflective of what you're doing at any particular time, which I think is a lot cooler than this old model that Clem the Throne fucking doing (laughs) where you'd, you'd get a whole album, you know? It'd be interesting to see a band do that. That'd be pretty wild, but I don't know how... That would work. Well, that's what you're doing. You're a band. Oh, well, hang on. No, but isn't um, Protest the Hero doing some shit like that? They release like... Yeah, I think they are. That's really? the exact thing. They, they they pay... The fans pay for a subscription to them. Get out of here. On the pretense that they're going to like produce Patreon, like a I song every month or every Sounds couple like something months. they would do. Something like that? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, mm. in this day and age with of like just, you know how fast stuff gets consumed or does it gets half consumed. You know what I mean? Like people just listen to half a song or a fucking, you know what I mean? Like there's just, yeah. So is YouTube the best for you or like, what if it was on something that is, um, I don't know, one of those apps like maybe for SoundCloud or probably Bandcamp even, um, where people, hmm. I don't know, they would be in their pocket every bloody time that you release a new, um, new little track. And, uh, you know, and if they think it's pretty good, they could tip you a, a, a cent or two. But yeah. you can subscribe to YouTube channels. Yeah, I guess you can, yeah. Because that's that's what you're doing that's different is that, well, there's probably fuckloads of people doing it, but it's more about your channel as opposed to mm. the band. So when Claim the Throne get, puts a new song out and we, like, put it online, like, check out a new song, Zephyrus Part 2, The Ice Pig. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're looking for the song name, so they're searching the song name. They're not they're not subscribed to the channel and going, oh shit, claim the throne have a new song. It's like we're using all this other promotion to point them to the YouTube song. Whereas you're doing it yeah. the other way around, or your idea is to you release a track, a bunch of people are subscribed to you. Owen has a new video, it's a fucking point breakdown song, cool. Or next week it's a bloody it's a tour song about Kransky's. And the yeah. next week, it's a Tommy the Farmer song, you know? And it's yeah, more yeah. about your channel than it is about mm. a, a, about a band or, or yeah, about yeah. a song, a release, you know? About it's more girl. about the channel. <laughs> yeah, great song. But, yeah, that's yeah that, that was the whole idea. Basically, just, yeah, get it all in the one thing and, like, yeah, because it seems, I don't know, with the Tommy the Farmer thing, because it's called Tommy the Farmer, like, it's just me. So... <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to like calling it like, you know, like Greg Death Sheep, <laughs> no Death Sheep, or like, yeah, like sick song title, <laughs> Bars of Death. <laughs> yeah, 
Mm. I don't know. Cr- a good one. Are you going to put um, any of that shitty advertising on your videos on YouTube? Yeah, well, if they approach me, absolutely. If there's enough what hits, if they don't? mate, I'll just take it. I, I'll take all that. But what I was saying was just that's that's the thing. Like if it's under that name, like I can do whatever the fuck I want, like any sort of style like I was getting at. Like, so it doesn't have to be death metal. It doesn't have to be, you know, I might even put an acoustic song up or some shit. I don't know. Like mm. it's it's limitless, bro. You yeah. And, and it's important <laughs> because you are just you. And so unless you're a putrid pile, one man band, and that is the sort of death slam is what you put out. Um, yeah, you might just wake up tomorrow and go, fuck it. I feel like recording a pub rock song. There it goes. You know, whereas, yeah, like other bands, one man projects or a band like Claim the Throne, we're known for one style. And so that's what <sighs> we do. If we, if me and Cavill were to do our um, Grinspoon covers side project, we'd have to do a, a different YouTube channel because we wouldn't be releasing that from Claim the Throne because it would be too weird. So you couldn't do some cover songs, for example, like Owen plays Bloodbath or anything? Well, yeah. Easily. That's Back exactly the tracks right. and people Easily. to the channel and, Easily. you know, and, I wake and up and yeah, you feel I mean, like uh, yeah, doing whatever. an acoustic whatever, version bro. of Eaton. Or, or, like, yeah. or you could do shit like... Um, you know, get fucking kick-ass tone from a $500 second-hand Japanese Ibanez RG or something, you know what I mean? Like, you could How review to? gear. You could just fucking do anything. Yeah. I could review your thoughts Cooper's on the pilot. latest Claim the Throne Blodgecast episode. Um, Owen's Finbox repairs for surfboards. How to play <laughs> Point Breakdown's debut EP in its entirety. How to drench a sheep <laughs> using Ivermectin. <laughs> How, how to, to wax wingle your way into a Claim of Throne podcast and take it over in fucking high vis. Yeah, right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, shut up now. No, seriously, I'm <laughs> no, going to go to the little boys' room. So you guys keep talking. Uh, well, and it's you who don't talk around. about me. Hey. Yeah, we'll probably wrap this right. bastard up pretty soon. Yeah, not too much longer to go. Have you been. Do you how long does your podges usually run for? Uh, anywhere from a half an hour to over an hour. No biggie, really. But um, we've been quiet on them the last few months, so we thought we'll work out a few quick ones just whenever me and Largy happen to be together or get time to smash yeah. out a quick one. Um, and Ash is over here at the moment because Jim's no. also over. We're supposed to be jamming and learning oh. a bit of new tracks, um, but Jim's just headed out to the shop, so we thought we'd just smash out a quick podge, and here we are. Bloody, bloody Jim. Have you been listening to all the episodes? Do you do that still? Are you yeah, still a podcast absolutely. guy? Yeah. Yeah. Any I thoughts do. on any of them or queries or um, opinion that <laughs> you want to shed upon us? Two questions. Really? Only because you've got the uh, posters in the background. But what do you think of the new soil work and the new Fear Factory? Good questions. Are they, <laughs> is that one question or that's two separate ones? The two separate questions. Question one, the new soil work, uh, I think they need to slow the fuck down. They're releasing way too many albums every single year. I quite liked the artwork and I really liked the uh, title track, The Ride Majestic, which is the first song mm. off the album, The Ride Majestic. And I thought that was really cool. But um, And there's a few good songs and stuff, but it's just, you know, the usual shit from them, to be honest, the last few albums. They mm. just need to slow the fuck down. I, I thought Living Infinite was awesome, uh, but that was a double CD and it was just, again, too many songs. They just need to slow down. That could have been a single album and could have been really good. Yeah, if they had um, to just trim the fat out of it. I think so, yeah. And- made it um, but, but there's some corkers the only- in there and but I, I don't think the latest one is, is blown my dick off or anything like that i think it's okay do, do you think it comes down to like being able to 
like when they're just like, we just got to smash out another CD so we can just get back on the road and making coin. I have no idea if that could be part of it or perhaps they just love making songs or they're just on a roll and they, they've they just got it down, down pat. Are you um, kidding? Well, who else would we be talking <laughs> How about? Who else releases that much music apart from Corpor Kalani? Did they just do a double album? Well, they did that on Living Infinite last year. They yeah. had a double album. And then this year they released another album, a single one. Oh. It's, no, it's a triple yeah. album. And then they got to go for a quadruple. Swallow the Sun have just released a triple album, Songs of the North, oh, which yeah, is Cabba's album of the week, by the way. Yeah. Okay, let's it's get into that. Good. It is good? Yeah, I haven't heard all of it yet. I don't have that many hours in the day to listen to it all. <laughs> but but um, And the first couple of songs, I was kind of hesitant about it. So I don't like the cover. There's a picture of a girl and it just looks annoying. Um, the songs is a more clean singing than they normally do, but uh, oh. yeah, from what I've heard, fuck it, sounds really good. And a couple of the songs are slower than a wet week, hey? <laughs> Real <laughs> fucking slow and brooding. So I, I'm excited. I, saw, to hear I more. showed a bit of interest in them earlier, like I mean, along a few years ago, but and then I just sort of I don't know what happened. Uh, give them a shot just, again. I I rate I them right up there. Because yeah, I listened. And, also, uh, like, the second works, question so, though, yeah. the Fear Factory. Because oh, yeah. I listened to an interview with uh, old mate Dino on the Metal Sucks podcast, and oh, yeah. it was pretty interesting actually. Like because they were sort of their influences, yeah, are so broad or were so broad back then, and because there was a lot of heaps of shit going on in the grunge scene and like all that sort of stuff when they first came out, and like it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. But yeah, I just want to know what what you reckon about their latest album. I've only given it a few spins, to be honest, and that was when it <laughs> yeah. first came out, and then I stopped listening to it. But I didn't hate it. I thought it was, um, as far as what they do these days, I thought it was pretty good. Probably over shade better as usual, than... I'd say, and just a bit ridiculous sound-wise. But um, it sounded pretty good. The songwriting seemed okay. The vocals were pretty stock standard textbook um, Burton C. Bell as of late, which are okay, but just sort of been done and probably not as creative as they could be but um uh, overall pretty good i thought it was pretty good hmm, nice. what about you tommy <laughs> what you listen to what am i listening to at the moment uh oh, gee i couldn't even really tell you i think lots of tommy the farmer yeah i have been listening to a lot of my own shit and it just podcasts i've been pennywise? smashing those what what podcasts? uh then? not not too, not too much pennywise I just started listening to some of that working class audio, which is pretty cool. But then I was listening to a Tim Ferriss one the other day and they had, oh, I deleted it, but yeah, they had Loud Hamilton on, who's like a big wave surfing pioneer and stuff. And like, dude's 51 and is like fittest motherfucker on the planet. And just some of the stuff that they, um, some of the stuff that they do to stay in shape and, you know, like, I don't know. He's a mad dog. He runs underwater with like boulders and stuff to like work on his uh his breathing training underneath water and stuff. But yeah, just shit like that. And the Metal Sucks podcast, I mean, smashing that because it's sort of a good way to find new music and stuff. But I haven't really followed up any of them. I did yeah, hear this. Um, the Eric Rutan interview is pretty cool, right? On Metal Sucks. Yeah, I yeah. I thought, that was, that. I thought that was pretty cool. But I can't remember the name of that band that I sent to you the other day. But they were pretty cool. Sort of black metal. Uh, I'll have to look for it. Can I talk about one podcast called uh, Requiem Metal Podcast? Have you heard of that? I've no. heard of it through you. I think I spoke Is about it, it ages ago. They they stopped doing episodes, but they've only recently started up. And um, what they do is they 
they have like an entire episode based on an album or a genre or a band or something and they'll talk about that for an hour and it only reminded me because their comeback episode, which was maybe a month or so yeah. ago, was on Fear Factory Demanufacture. And huh. um, so it's them talking about that for an hour and I haven't listened to it yet. Um, oh, Hegemon. Hegemon, that's the name of the band. <laughs> yeah, one of their songs was on the Middle Sucks podcast. It was pretty good. I've got to follow that, that up. Me, I forgot to listen to it. But yeah, it kind of reminded me like of like a maybe a more black metal Claim of Throne. You guys could almost go that way. Mm. But yeah, it was it was really cool. And actually, I have been listening to a bit of Synthwave lately, which is, you know, like that sort of throwback 80s synth sort of dance music, I guess you'd call it. but Or not dance, but it yeah, it's maybe just sort of 80s synth-based music. Like some of it with vocals and some of it without. Like there are some quite sort of poppy bands out there like called Gunship and they're all sort of like pretty legit sort of 80s. 8-bit sort of sample sounds and stuff. Like I don't know why, but for some reason I've been getting into that. But I think maybe it's because it's been on Metal Sucks a bit and, yeah, a band called Ghost. Ghost? Ghost or Ghost? But there's no H. Sug, gosh. <laughs> Ghost. Yeah, they've got an uh, album called Behemoth in it. Um, yeah, it just seems to be a lot of, like, metal references in there. It's sort of like... It, sound, it looks like they're sort of metal dudes that are doing synth music or something like that you know and it's kind of quite like it sounds kind of heavy ish so mm. i don't know been digging that lately mm. <laughs> well i've just bought a book called something i don't even fucking drum recording handbook i think that's what it's called by mr bobby osinski whose podcast i listen to almost every week with the bobby o's inner circle shit we would never have known man yeah yeah i don't bobby crap o. on about it <laughs> no enough. it's not like you yeah. talk about it every episode yeah i did fucking did suck him off last night did scissor him yeah so um, what's, what's the deal with the book <laughs> yeah the book well i got the book because i got the you, you better be getting in the other uh, i read their blog because uh yeah i bought it because the it's co-written with this guy called dennis moody who is... Australian Fox Bowler? No. <laughs> That's Tom Moody. <laughs> oh, Dennis, Dennis Lilly. Oh, Dennis Lilly crossed with Tom Moody. Yeah. Um, the birth child. Yeah. He, child. Razor Ray crossed with Tom Moody. He, um, oh yeah, of course, cricket. Anyway, this guy is the engineer for a guy called Dave Weckle, who is a fucking amazing drum player. He's one of those session dudes who does DVDs and plays with all sorts of heroic <laughs> motherfuckers. And yeah, he records all these amazing sounding drum albums through like a Mackie desk with SM57. So pretty much a cheap ass way to record, but he just gets the most out of it. So I thought, you know, where could I go wrong by checking out a book by these guys? And rather than pirate baying it or something like that, I thought I'd buy it and it cost me maybe 10, 15 bucks. And I started reading it and it's pretty awesome so far. So... He does do hard copies and it comes with a DVD and it's mm. not that expensive, but I, I was more after the immediate sort of just let me read because get me read because I, I just actually want something to read at work while my computer's fucking tied up mm. for like an hour. So yeah, I'm going to read that sucker. And if I like it, I'll buy the hard book, the hard book, the hard copy and get the DVD and just check it out. But yeah, I would encourage people to... I don't know, read more and learn more yeah. about sound rather than just flying by the seat of our friggin' pants because 
I think yeah, that's how we roll. Some of, well, it is how we roll, but I think about some of the um, recordings I've done before and it's like, yeah, just fucking, I'll just point that microphone at the drum there. Yeah, cool. And the next one goes at that drum and, you know. Exactly you how we record this podcast, really. Pretty much. Or just aim in that direction. Yeah, and it's Just cool. point it at the drum and you're not even anywhere near the drum. Well, you point at the <laughs> drum, but, you know, like I, I do dumb things from time to time and like it turns out if you if you learn a little bit about how sound works and how drums work and you know you'll get a perfectly fine snare drum sound if you um angle the this microphone down to the edge of the skin but you might get less overtones and more crack or something like that if you point it towards the center i don't know if that's true but that's just the you know, there's an infinite number of possibilities when you're miking up something. So, yeah, it could be cool to actually read about some of this shit. Anyway, that's it. What Fuck What it. are all those uh, certificates on the back wall there cover? Well, the first one I saw is Brendan Capriotti, best student. It's <laughs> just me <laughs> being a nerd by several years ago. It's pretty awesome because there's D manufacturer there. <laughs> I, I was looking from Skype into my... Uh, office slash music room slash shit heap room with stuff dumped in it. Major Pretty in management, cool. major in marketing, yeah. and you are listening to the Claim Throne <laughs> Blodgecast on fucking... <laughs> uh, welcome to Claim Throne Blodgecast, where you have the best student in the West Coast, TAFE, 2009. <laughs> it looks like you just typed it up yourself. Graduate of 2002. But from here, it looks like some serious shit, because there's like the hell... Like, I can't see any of the, the words. The seal so of could approval. Be like... <laughs> Yeah, it's got the seal, the stamp of approval. Brendan Cabriotti. Brendan Cabriotti <laughs> loves seals from Alchemist. <laughs> anyway, of that, here's boys. your certificate. Let's wrap this son of a boy yet. Yeah, we're going to fuck off. Uh, if any yeah, of you guys want to give us shit about what we've been talking about today or if you got any other opinions, head to claimthethrone.net, click on the link for the episode, leave a comment, uh, direct it to myself or Ash or our special guest Owen today. Thanks for joining us, Owen. And anytime you want to come on here and chat with us, you're always welcome. You want to oh, plug your YouTube channel? Wheel? Yeah, plug plug away, cunt. I don't. Even, I think it's just to search Tommy the Farmer. Where? On YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, 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 YouTube. Tommy spelled T H O double M Y. Yeah. How would anyone know that? You have to advertise yourself Tommy. properly, mate. Hang on, mate. Yeah, yeah Tommy, T H O M M Y, the farmer. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and cool. uh, look for my YouTube channel. Have yeah, a look. We'll put, we'll put all that in the show notes. Um, the next thing I'll do is, and part of being a marketing genius from ECU, <laughs> major in marketing, Brendan Capriotti, <laughs> is uh, you will have just listened to a podge where Ash is obviously grumpy and rips on Cabra about things like protege or whatever the fuck that stuff was you're talking about cabin no longer talks about marketing on these podcasts <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and then this one but our next episode you should tune into it's going to be kind of interesting and might completely suck so if you want to hear a train wreck check it out me and cabra are going to jam all the rest oh. of our band are being lazy and so we're still keeping our booking at the Henhouse Recording Studios. Oh, whoops. The Henhouse Rehearsal Rooms in Osborne Park, run by Rob Nassif, the man himself. And we're basically going to set up a mic each. We're going to jam some songs and we're just going to chat about whatever the hell we're doing. We're going to podge while we jam, basically. Nice. 
Yeah. That's crazy. So, so you're going to jam live, sort of thing. Yeah, we'll mic up the kit and mic up Cabba's amp, so get mm. ready to hear some really fucking bad playing. <laughs> and um, yeah. Sounds awesome. That's going to be it. Sick. If anyone's also, on Periscope, you can find uh, CTT underscore AU, where Cabba may or may not try and live broadcast some <laughs> of the jam. What's Periscope? I'll tell you on a future episode when Ash is not listening. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's really Just, good. <laughs> to scan this QR code and it'll send you straight to uh, Claim the Thrones webpage the forward slash subscribe. Oh, and Thomas, everybody, if anyone out All there right. has ever had beaver fever, uh, please head to claimthethrone.net, hover over the right side of the screen and leave us a voicemail to tell us all about the very detailed specifics as Owen has here. Thanks, mate. <laughs> oh, classic. All right, that's enough. All right, catch guns. Are we hanging up or what? Like I